Welcome to Narrow Way to Broadway, a podcast for people of faith with a passion for the arts. Each episode is designed to foster community for the thespian and non-thespian and the believer and non-believer alike by navigating topics affecting the hearts, minds, and homes of artists everywhere. Thanks for joining. What is up, Narrow Way to Broadway? It is, well, it might be Monday. It's Monday if this is when you're listening to the episode, if it was released today. Um, but it is Emma and Philip, and we're here with you, I, with you guys right now. Um, I am actually recording this from a family whose house I'm at. I'm babysitting for them. This is an evening recording session. Um, we've never done this before, but you know, never. We're really, we're really shaking things up on the podcast. I'm, I'm looking simultaneously at our recording software and a baby on a monitor. So, you know, the Holy Spirit is here. Um, Hallelujah! But- yeah, I can feel the heat here in my bonus room at my house right now, where I have. Uh, just finished quarantining from COVID. Surprise. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so, and also there's no air condition up here right now. So I'm in South Carolina sweltering in an uh, air conditionless bonus room of a house decorated Incredible. with comic books and superhero. So, uh, wow. Yes. So, so good evening. Good evening. So here we are. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. But we're here just to kind of talk about, I don't know. I feel like God is just on the move. I think he's like, I mean, this is like a whole nother episode, but there's just so much that he's doing, I think, in the lives and in the hearts of his church right now and in and in the the remnant that he's kind of almost like establishing as a result of COVID. I think a lot of people um, really sought faith and a lot of people like really sought the church and a lot of people left the church um, as a result of all of these things. And I just think it's cool to hear. So a lot of what we're going to be talking about is talking about um, like the stories and acts and how the church was established. And I think it's so cool that like a lot of churches right now are studying acts. Um, literally every single one of my friends who goes to a church here in Chicago, all of our churches are studying acts, which I'm like, this is incredible. I'm reading no. an acts right now too. No way. <laughs> yes. That's unreal. It must, it, honestly, here's my, here's my theory. It's halfway through the year right now. Year. If people are reading through their Bibles in a year, mm-hmm. they're hitting acts right now, which is where, where I am right now. Yeah, but I do think there is a coincidence that pe- a lot of people are re- reading about like rebuilding. Um, like at, at my church right now, we're talking about uh, what am I saying? We're talking about Nehemiah. There we mm-hmm. go. We've been mm-hmm. in a series about Nehemiah for six weeks. It's our final week of our series right now, um, and a lot of things in Nehemiah line up so closely with what we read about how Jesus ine- uh, like a- eventually began the church as we know it today yeah. in Acts in the New Testament. Really yeah. cool stuff. Super cool. Um, so we're going to dive into that. But first, because we're talking about the power of testimony, um, just to give you guys a brief structure, we're going to talk about, we're going to start it off just with some fun, with some some testimonials for you. Um, and then we're going to talk about, fun. yeah. Um, and then we're going to talk about kind of just what is testimony? What is a testimony? And I think sort of debunking or discussing some of like what that word implies. Um, And then we're just going to talk about sort of like what it looks like to let the word do the work. Um, So that's just kind of a brief overview of what we're doing. So, okay, Philip, start us off with our testimonials. All right, here we go. I've got a hot take for you right here. So um, you know how when you're like, you know how like when you talk about things and then you go online later and that thing is like there 
yeah. online. Yes, very much. Uh, so I, okay, hear me out on this. I love it. I absolutely, if my phone is listening to me, if the government is decide, is is like trying to serve me in this way by <laughs> giving me ads on Instagram and Facebook by listening in to my conversations, keep doing it because they get it right every, every time. single time. Like, I mean, for example, like I remember sitting in a dressing room with some friends um, back at a theater and we joked about like talking to our phones and we would always talk about crockpots all the time and like sure enough there's a crockpot ad and like what do I what did I want like more than anything a crockpot mm-hmm. and yeah I, I have to say I have not gone and bought a crockpot but I will say literally everything in my life that I like love when it comes to like <laughs> I don't know material items which maybe we need to have a, a care conversation about sure. idols um, <laughs> right now but when it comes to like shoes clothes like little trinkets or stuff that i've gotten it has all been like very well and like masterfully marketed to me online and i love it and i like if instagram you're listening to me right now somehow through the algorithm please send me more ads um i have a full-time job now oh my god i can afford to fill up (laughs) <laughs> Philip, it's please literally- send me more shoe ads instagram please I, I don't know though like because like part of me i i love that this is your hot take because it's true but here's the thing you're kind of like the ideal person to market to just because you love everything <laughs> <laughs> very true yeah you you can sell me on something if you have vision and you have purpose behind the reason why you're selling something i'm there oh, i will buy your product i will donate to your organization by the way, would you like to t- <laughs> what? <laughs> donate to Narrow Way to Broadway? We're unhinged. It's evening. Yes, yes, yes. This is uh, all right. this is wild. I love it. Um, okay, well, Philip went with a positive testimonial, so I'm gonna go ahead and go with a negative <laughs> testimonial. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, wah, wah, wah. This is this is just brief. So recently I got my nose pierced, probably like two months ago. I figured that my career was already – I was like, I don't know if I can get my nose pierced. Like my career, like it might suffer. And I'm like, my career has basically been in the garbage for like the last year anyway because of COVID. So I'm getting my free nose pierced. <laughs> so I got my nose pierced. And you know that thing happens when your nose pierced gets in, kind of infected. It's like your your nose is getting used to the healing. So it gets that little bump right next to it. I mm. had that. So I was reading, I was like, natural remedies. And I like wanted to know how to heal my nose piercing without putting, I don't know, peroxide on it. And I got this like essential oil blend that was really highly rated on Instagram. I was very excited about it. And I'm not even kidding you. It's it's literally like the wound that I already had, the bump I already have, like sucked in the oils like a sponge and it like fed it like a monster and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, something is not right here. So, <laughs> So yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. Don't, ladies and gentlemen, please do not feed your wounds with yeah. essential oils. Please don't feed your wounds. I'm not even kidding you. The thing that actually made it go away was me doing absolutely nothing. So let let that be a lesson to somebody out there. Wow, I know, crazy. I'm I'm sorry about that, Emma. It's okay. It's gone now. That's unfortunate. But yeah. honestly, I feel like I know a whole lot about like piercings. Really? <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> it's weird? But no, if you think about it, like at school, just like so many people were getting piercings, right. at least my senior year, I feel like, and people were constantly struggling with weird, yeah, weird Bumped. things. 
bumps and lumps. <laughs> bumps yeah. and lumps. Yeah, exactly. Oh um, my goodness. Okay, so those were our hot take testimonies. Um, Philip, why don't you like give us a good segue? Or I can either way, but just like for the for the people in the back, like what what actually is a testimony? Actually, no, that's not the question I want to ask you. I'll say what's a testimony in your mind. What comes to your mind when someone says, share my testimony? Oh, yes. So on, when I hear that phrase, I think of like the last night of a youth camp at oh, a yeah. church. Like, okay, okay, like last night of a youth camp, like everyone's on an emotional like roller coaster right, right. here. You're exhausted. You've eaten either too much or too little. Mm-hmm. You've been in the heat, like dying. And like everyone's been sitting in this room and yeah. your youth pastor's like, all right, everyone, let's like have a testimony service and like talk right. about everything that God's done. And people like get up and they start spilling their guts in front of everyone. And it's right. just like emotional, uh, like, uh, I don't even know what to call it. It is just so mm-hmm. crazy. And you're like, what's going on? Um, is this the Holy Spirit? Why are people saying these things? Right. Um, <laughs> and it's just like this really emotional, over the top, like once in a lifetime kind of like you get to share your testimony in this right. moment, like right. um, this special spiritual moment. Right. Yes, I, I completely agree. And or just even like I think it can be really intimidating. I don't know if anybody listening like has had this experience and it was like really positive and it was like really cool and you got to share a story or if it was like this really kind of intimidating scary thing of someone being like share your testimony because that if you don't if you're not familiar with like that verbiage it can be really intimidating because you don't really know what that means um so it's interesting I looked up just like the definition of testimony and we're going to talk about kind of where where it comes in scripture too I'm gonna let Philip take that away but I think that sometimes we think when someone you know, when you're asked to share your testimony or what that actually means, we think of the first definition that comes up from the Merriam-Webster, which is a solemn declaration usually made orally by a witness under oath in response to interrogation by a lawyer or authorized public official. I think that sometimes it feels kind of like that of like, I'm forced, I'm like being forced to like manufacture something or like, what if my story isn't that like crazy like what if my death to life moment isn't that dramatic and there's this sort of pressure to have your testimony be impressive um but the second definition is just an open acknowledgement which is i think what we hope you leave this episode kind of being like actually you know sharing my testimony that's an ongoing thing like people's testimonies don't end um just when they start to follow jesus that's actually kind of when they get to start beginning so philip i feel like you you got some fun facts you learned a good bit um, when you were looking at acts about kind of what testimony was or, or actually talk about what you learned about like testimony in the OT. Yeah. So testimony isn't just kind of like this word that we throw around like churchy word. I, it's, it's become a very churchy word, but it's used all the time in scripture. I don't have an exact like number of how many times it's used in scripture, but it's all over the place. Um, and one really cool thing that I think is, let's talk about the tabernacle. Oh, Lord, we're going to talk about the tabernacle. <laughs> You're going to get me on it. Okay, so um, in the tabernacle, another word for the Ark of the Covenant, which was in the Holy of Holies, which is that like gold box that you see in Indiana Jones and all that kind of stuff um, that we hear about all the time. So the Ark of the Covenant was also called the Ark of the Testimony. The testimony. Hooray. So why was it called the Ark of the Testimony? Well, we read about in um, Exodus 
Exodus 25, 16, God says to Moses, place the testimony that I give you in the chest. So why is it called the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Testimony? It's because what was put inside of it was called the te- was the testimony of what God had done for the Israelites. So what was in the Ark of the Covenant? Quiz. Do you know, Emma? Listeners? Um, I bet there was some gold stuff. Maybe some food. I, I don't know if there was gold stuff in it. I know the Ark was covered in gold stuff. But that was yes, just my vague guess. There was. Yeah, there was food in the Ark of the Covenant. What kind of food would the Israelites have been eating mm, when they were there? Manna, that's right. So yes. manna was in the Ark of the Covenant. Um, also, the staff that Moses carried with him, that part of the Red Sea that all these miracles that God had done um, through him and with this staff um, as kind of like this symbol of power for the people was put in there, as well as the big thing when you think about Moses. What is the what are the things that the, God the gave tablets. Moses that were inside? Yes, the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. So the Ten Commandments are in there, and those things uh, made it be called the Ark of the Testimony because through those items that were placed inside of it, it gave a testimony to the Israelites when they saw the Ark of the Covenant. They knew those things were inside of it yeah. of the testimony of the law that God had given them that right. was bringing them, um, bringing them to like knowledge and to know how to how to live the way that he intended for humanity to live with one another. Wow. It showed that he provided food for them daily, every single day, like he provided with the manna. Um, it showed the provision of them escaping from Israel with the staff that was placed inside the Ark of the Covenant mm-hmm. um, or the Ark of the Testimony. And, um, you know, testimonies in a way are this like tool of remembrance that God has given us, which yeah. we read about all through scripture about the importance of remembering yeah. um, his goodness and his provision in his life. Yeah, so we there's my actually little- love that. That's actually so cool because I think sometimes we don't exactly know what to talk about when we talk about our testimony, but I think that's, that provides a really great blueprint of if, you know, if the first time we really hear about, you know, testimony with the arc of the testimony, like what is inside that, what is included in a testimony? And Mm. if you find out that it's like how God provided, like what God provided for you, which is daily bread. So how is God providing for you in this current season? what what has God used in your life, like this staff, like this thing that he has used to work miracles? Who is he using? What is he using? Like what resources, what um, what scripture, what people is he using to speak in your life? And then like the commandments. So it's like the ethic by which like we are able to follow God in freedom. Um, so I think that's actually a really beautiful picture of from beginning to end scripture points to testimony as sort of that, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. We didn't really talk about that beforehand, but I actually, that's so, so cool. Thanks for participating in my little Sunday school lesson. Oh yeah. Love it. (laughs) Oh yeah. So Emma, like we know, so now we've talked about like testimony, where they come from in scripture a little bit and Mm -hmm. how they're woven all through scripture and how remembrance is a big part of testimony. But like, uh, like why are they important? Like, why should we be sharing our why do people talk about sharing your testimony like yeah 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 I mean I think it's just that if we if we want to model our lives after scripture um if we want to if we want to like seek to see God's story unfold and if we want to participate in that story we we see that modeled like we see that modeled all through acts and and you wrote a lot of stuff down and we we've talked and I just finished uh reading like acts and romans which talks about this a ton but 
people are constantly, it's not even just remembering. I think that we've, we've talked a good bit about remembrance on the podcast and just like mm-hmm. going back and remembering what God has done for you. But like, this is, this is beautiful in the way of like all throughout Acts and Romans. And this is interesting because like Jesus kind of had just died. Like this isn't even like we're having to look so far back. It's like Jesus had just died and we see that Stephen, so Stephen and Acts Acts 6 is like chosen to serve to preach the gospel. And it says in Acts 6, 4, but we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. And he was preaching in grace and power. And just some of the things that we see, Stephen's you know story is so powerful. If you don't know about Stephen, Stephen like throws it way back. And he he start, he talks about like the entire history of the Jewish people in this sermon that he gives in Stephen's speech in Acts 7. Um, but I'm going to let Philip talk about that because he honestly like geeks out about this for sure. Yeah. So one cool thing that I want to preface about Stephen uh, himself is it's thought like in just in theology that Stephen was a very young person, like maybe even 15 years old. No way. At the time of his, yes. Um, he was like 15 to young 20s. So this isn't some like old man. This is like a the faith of a young person. Wow. Um, that is beginning, the, it's like the, this catalyst moment for the entire Christian faith, mm-hmm. which I think is just the coolest. And it says that he was, you just said it, um, he was preaching in, grace and power was that right yeah yeah he was preaching in grace and power wow i mean wow yeah he had he had for real wisdom right um this this young kid that has been commissioned to be a disciple right from to be added on to the original like 12 this is like so cool i'm geeking out about it yeah um but can, can you imagine if we had young people in the world today that were sharing their testimony, that were sharing the story in the gospel of Christ with grace and power. Right. Right. Wow. Just not just young people. I mean, of course, young people can change, can change the world in that way, but just people in general. Right. Um, I think that's something that we, we lack a lot is that balance of grace and power, but that's a whole nother episode. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But so Stephen, um, when he's preaching, when he gets up and he gives this message, he actually um, gives the entire story of the Old Testament all the way through the death of Jesus. Um, when he when he preaches his like first big sermon that we read about in Acts six right. and seven, it's super and it's long. Actually, yes, it's actually the second longest sermon recorded in the entire Bible. Um, right. Only second to the Sermon on the Mount given by Jesus, Jesus Christ himself. Right. Um, so this guy is is very, very important. Right. Um, it's also Stephen gives his message and these Jews and Gentiles are all coming to faith in Christ. This is like a massive moment for the church. Maybe even like equal. I don't want to say equally as big because I'm not 100% certain of that because I wasn't there and we don't have context to that in scripture. But when it comes to like Pentecost Mm -hmm. um, and the Holy Spirit actually coming, this moment of Stephen sharing the gospel is like pretty big scale. People coming to Christ. Big deal. Um, So really, really big deal. Um, So the Jews and Gentiles are coming to faith in Christ. And of course, there's people that don't like that, Pharisees that don't like that's happening. So they end up framing him 
and mm-hmm. um, they end up sending him to court, and they eventually um, stone him. Decide to stone him. Yeah. Decide to decide to kill Stephen. Right. Um, Which is crazy. This is, yeah. Sorry, I just I this is the craziest part to me because I've been reading through this too. Is like I think the craziest part that just shook me so hard is that this you know this this testimony of Stephen, the testimony that he gave to these Jews and these Gentiles, you know, documenting the whole Jewish history, ultimately leading to what got him stoned in order for him, and we talked about this right before the episode, Philip, but in order for Stephen to be stoned, to be approved to be stoned, um, Saul had to approve of his stoning, like had to approve mm. of the killing of the first um, Christian, like the first recorded martyr is what, like what we call them today. And Saul, and, and so it's interesting to see how Stephen's testimony like weaved itself into, you know, Paul, like who eventually became Paul's testimony, which is like in and of itself, this death to life moment. But to think about the fact that only by Saul's hand could Stephen be stoned. And then only by Paul's hand could like the church be like sharpened and established through all his letters. Like that is, if that's not a testimony, like, I don't know what is. Wow. That is, uh, gosh, I love it so much. Right. One, one other cool fact that I want to share about Stephen, uh, when we're reading his story at the end um, of the passage, we actually like read about what's happening in heaven in this moment, mm. which is really cool. We mm-hmm. don't get a ton of insight like this throughout the throughout the New Testament right. of like what's happening in heaven in the moment of these people um, sharing the gospel. And for the the only time recorded in all of Scripture, we see Jesus standing and not seated oh. in heaven. So in this moment where Stephen is is testifying of the faith of the whole church and these people are coming to faith in Jesus because of what him and the other disciples are preaching, um, when they are in this moment of Stephen being stoned, Jesus himself is standing in heaven waiting to receive Wow! this first martyr. Stephen is the first recorded person in scripture to have died for his faith in wow. Jesus and for sharing his faith. And so Jesus is standing in, in standing in heaven, looking down and saying, well done, yeah. good and faithful servant. And he is going to receive him wow. the moment he walks into eternity. And it says that Stephen fell asleep <laughs> after he was stoned, which is like this oddly peaceful yeah. like metaphor, yeah. considering that this man had just been stoned. Right. Um, and in that moment, that moment he stepped into eternity Jesus was standing mm-hmm. there waiting for him to enter into ter- into eternity for him mm-hmm. to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. If you haven't read Acts or Romans, I'm like, especially in this time and especially in, you know, as the church is kind of experiencing revival or if you just want, honestly, if you're like, I want to read a summary of the Old Testament or the summary of the Jewish people, Literally just read Acts 7, like read Stephen's speech yes. because it is like incredible. Um, I have chills. I always feel like this. Yeah. I always feel like this when I get to Acts because I thought it was so boring for so long. Right. But this is this is so nerdy when I say like Acts is a lot like S- Star Wars Oh, <laughs> when it comes to the story of it because it's, it's very much a like political based story. It's a lot about the politics of the day and age. Mm-hmm between the the church and state with this new religion right. beginning to right. to explode all over the place and honestly that's like 
strangely similar to Star Wars. So when I, I went back in and read Acts and was like, oh, this is a cool like political drama, really, that we get right. about the initial forming of the church. Yeah. Um, it completely changed my mindset of like, oh, Acts is no longer this like boring book after Acts chapter two yeah. when the Holy Spirit comes. It's this really cool drama that mix in a lot mixes in a lot of like the storytelling of the Old Testament mm-hmm. um, into you know, this new formation of the church. Right. Really cool stuff. So, so cool. Yeah. I love If you it. like Star Wars, mm-hmm. <laughs> read Acts like through Acts. the lens of Star Wars. I love it. It's great. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that there's probably some people thinking like, that is so cool. Like, wow. Um, I'm so inspired by Stephen and by Paul and like the transformation that they got to see and, and the crazy stuff that like, God did in the lives of Jewish people or of the Jewish people. But I think there's probably some people like on the other end of this podcast listening right now who are like, my story just isn't that cool. Like my story mm-hmm. doesn't include, like maybe I was born in a Christian home and like just kind of was raised in it. And I don't remember exactly when I started believing and all that stuff. But I think one thing that I want to encourage you is that I think that that's maybe the, some way that the enemy like gets into our heads is that mm-hmm. ultimately our testimonies like are not about us. Um, and it, it talks a lot in Romans about how, you know, the power, you know, Paul and Paul says this It's like Paul is talking about the division in the church in, I would actually think this is in first Corinthians. Um, he's talking about like the division in the church and he's like, some of you follow me, some of you follow Apollo, some of you follow Timothy, some of you follow Cephas. And that's not the point. The point is, Mm -hmm. Um, that like my Holy spirit or the Holy spirit would be made, um, to be powerful through me. And I just want to encourage you if you're on the other end and you're just like, I just don't think that my testimony, I don't like telling my testimony because it's so boring or whatever. Like, first of all, we don't tell our testimonies, um, to display any kind of like crazy radical change in us for our own sake. The whole point yeah. is that like the spirit and the, and the power of God can be made known. Um, which is why I kind of, we wanted to close a little bit just like in, in the word doing the work and, and the cool thing about, and, and just to be clear, like when we say sharing your personal testimony, it's not like, you know, sitting, sitting down with all of the non-believers that you know and being like from start to finish I was born and I was raised this way and my and God just showed up and la 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 like it doesn't have to be like um the way Stevens was documenting every single detail but we do want you to know that like every single detail matters every single detail mattered to to God but sharing your testimony and it's been so cool the way that God has just shown up in me getting to hear people's stories recently and getting to share my own story. I feel like in like in a job interview and in just like a conversation with a new friend, both of those people just kind of asked me like, what's your story? And it was so cool. And then I got to ask them the same question. And I I don't know. I think that like kind of to summarize this, I'm going to ask literally Philip to do this because I think I'm just rambling now, but like, personal testimony does not mean it's, it's an active story that the Lord is writing in your life. Um, your, your life is your testimony. It attests to what God is doing and continues to do, Mm -hmm. not just like what he did before you were a believer. And now you met him in like period, end of story. Um, he's still writing your testimony. He's still writing my testimony and Philip's testimony and all Mm -hmm. our, our, you know, everybody who's a believer's testimony. So anyway, Philip, what did I just say? Yeah, I, t- I totally get what you said. So, I mean, I know for both of us that, you know, feeling like our v- testimonies were really vanilla is something mm-hmm. that 
was hard. Um, and yeah. I've, I've re- had a lot of like refiguring and rewiring when it comes to my personal testimony of my, we're going to talk about like the whole life story one right now. So like, uh, yeah, I, I had this story. I like grew up in the Christian home, blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, and that is, I say blah, 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 but that blah, blah, blah is like the greatest blessing. Yeah. Um, like what an unbelievable testimony that I have that I, right. like, I, I had a really, um, I, I'll say it like fairly easy life right. growing up as a believer. Like that is such a gift and such in a way, a testimony to the people like Stephen, right. Who literally had to die for their faith so that I could sit right here today and say, yeah, I, it, it was fairly easy right. for me to fought to like come into relationship with Jesus and mm-hmm. to live that life. Right. Um, so yeah, so that comes like the life testimony. And when it comes to like testimony, I think like another thing is we always think of testimony as like your whole life story, but a testimony can be a story, uh, like a specific moment. Oh yeah. Um, a lot of time we focus on that, like one moment of, of conversion. So mm-hmm. we talk in, in our episode with Bruce Long in a book that he's actually written, he called the problem with the dot. He talks about a lot about, um, like this initial moment of transformation Mm -hmm. in a believer's life, which is like the point of conversion. And a lot of times we talk about that being our testimony of like, I went to this, I did this, I did this and I was bad and I knew it was bad, but I kept doing it. But then I went to this church camp and I got saved and my life changed. Right. Or, um, or I was on drugs, I was on drugs and I went to rehab and, or I got help and things got better. And we think about like that one moment is the most important moment. But honestly, like your testimony could be like, Hey, last Sunday in that message that our pastor gave, I had like this revelation and it changed my life. Right. And it wasn't like a conversion moment, but I can testify that that word that that person had for me or that, that, that word that that person spoke, that song um, that they, that I heard on Spotify or that play that I went to see, um, changed me. And I can testify here that, that the goodness and the truth in that, um, you know, is real. So we can testify about stuff other than our entire life story. Right. Come on and testify. Come on and testify. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. That actually is really like convicting of just this, you know, a testimony can be from a season or, you know, our story doesn't stop being written once we're saved. Um, God, yeah. God is like doing active work of sanctification in our hearts. And that's really exciting and like beautiful. And that's part of, that's part of testimony. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That, I did just have this other thought, like yeah, on that, that, on that phrase that you said, the word does the work. Yeah. I don't want to like move past that too quick. Like mm-hmm. when it comes to testimony, like our, our personal story the truth like testimony is like testifying of the truth of christ and the word of god is truth so mm-hmm. when our our testimony should echo the truth that we yeah. read of in scripture right and the truth that is exposed in scripture does the work of showing you know mm-hmm. the work that god has done in us does that make sense yeah totally yeah yeah i love that the word does the work yeah the word does the work um, that's good. We should pray. You close us out today. Okay. Um, God, we just thank you. We thank you from a really hot South Carolina house. And we thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, and we thank you from, um, a Chicago apartment that is not mine. Um, God, we thank you for writing our stories. We thank you for displaying just your power. Um, 
within your people. Like we don't, you didn't need us to do that. Um, but we get to be a part of that God. And I just pray for boldness. Um, I pray that like the Ark of the Testimony, like the Ark of the Covenant, we can, our bodies can be that temple and, and our lives can, can display the things that, that, um, that physical representation held, the ways in which daily you provide for us, the ways in, um, which you, you part the Red Sea for us, you work miracles for us and the ways in which you guide us in freedom in, in like within your law and, and within what we get to delight in God. Um, God, I just pray for, um, the people who are on the other end of this, God, I just pray that, um, if there are people on the other end of this podcast right now who are like, ugh, like I know that I have been wanting to share, you know, my story and be bolder about this, um, with the people in my life, or I've wanted to talk about it more, um, online, or I've wanted to bring up a conversation with a friend, God. Um, but I've just been too scared to do that. God, I just pray that you will, you will remind them that like the work you're doing in our lives, the work you're doing is the most important and incredible work that could ever be done. Um, and that your word does the work. It's not the power of our own story. It's not the power of like how we get to participate, God. It's it's that your spirit intercedes um, and that your spirit testifies to the goodness of you. Um, and God, I just pray that um, we can we can rally together as a community and just talk about it more. God, just like let our words be, be sweet and let our words point to you. Um, embolden us to do that because it's powerful. Um, and we thank you, like Philip said, for people like Stephen and people like Paul, um, who came before us, God, and who died, who literally died so that we could be sitting here, um, states away from one another, um, maybe on a walk or maybe on a grocery store, maybe whatever listening that, that we can talk about you because of these, this bravery and because of the testimony of these people, God, um, let us, let us be active participants in that. Uh, we love you. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Narrow Way to Broadway podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe. We release new episodes the first and third Monday of the month. For more information on what we're up to, follow us on Instagram at InwayBWay.